You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Let's see if it's going to go. He's, uh, there we go. All right. We're here. We're going. Well, uh, we've after a brief hiatus, the lap of luxury is back in full effect. Uh, obviously, it's me and Port here, and then we have a guest star, uh, the Hog or Hog Hogman, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> he's here with us. The um, Hog. Hog. Uh, <laughs> Hog's here, man. Dome's tight, dicks out, boots on. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. To start it off, I mean, I got to say the most interesting thing that's happened to all of us probably, uh, is, or any of us, just say not all, any of us, is the story that the hog has for us. So what have you been up to lately? Well, let's see. Uh, for the past couple of days, I've been uh, mostly shut in in various uh, apartments and bedrooms and living rooms. Uh not strictly limited to the continental United States. Uh, just got back from Bogota, Colombia. Um, went down there to get this dome tightened up because <laughs> <laughs> for the last couple of years, my fucking hair has been falling out of my head. And, uh, and I thought, well, I've got two choices. I can either do something about this or I can just say, let's get rid of it. And uh, I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, well, you kind of look like a, dick with ears with hair so without it it ain't gonna be any better <laughs> and uh and so i started looking into uh you know the various uh, options and i found uh this this place down in columbia actually a, a buddy of mine sent it to me i'm pretty sure he found it on tiktok so i'll reserve judgment on that but he's like you got to check out this place down here in columbia they do these hair transplants and uh so i've started doing the research this is like two years ago Mm-hmm. and um did uh, did all the research i went to you know the most reputable places on the internet to find my information aka reddit and uh <laughs> anyway i did all my research and uh decided to go ahead and go for it so went down to bogota last week and got this some bitch uh tightened up so i mean i look a little bit like a monster right now and it's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a thing to recover from it's going to take a little while but uh that's that's what I've been up to. Nice. Okay. I got a few questions, and I, know, I think we've talked about this before, but still there are some lingering questions. So you said you started doing some research. You think you've been thinking on this for a little. You said two years. Yeah, probably two years. Like I at first it was like, all right. I mean, you know, you hear about people getting hair transplants and plugs and shit like that. It's like, all right, I'm not going to be that guy. Uh, but then after actually looking into it, it turns out it's a super, super legit, very common thing that's kind of gotten a lot of traction and the, the technology and the science behind it's gotten pretty advanced and minimally invasive and very uh, uh, extremely reliable. So a really high mm-hmm. success rate. And depending on where you go, I mean, in the States, it's crazy expensive. I mean, if I were to do this here, it would have been probably 20 to 25,000 bucks. But Damn. Um, you can go... To a lot of different places, there's a couple of reputable spots in Mexico, a couple in Turkey, which is kind of like renowned for it. And then really? um, there's a handful. Yeah, Turkey is kind of like it's it's kind of like the Mecca for doing this sort of thing. And uh, there's 
different uh, different levels of quality with certain clinics that you can go to. You know, you have like a, a real bootleg kind of hair mill type operation where they have lesser trained people, uh, maybe uh, less scrupulous business tactics and you know just basically pumping people in and out the door and filling their head full of holes and all that Um, (laughs) just get them in get them out get the money and get them on the plane back Uh, or you can go for something that's a little bit uh, better quality so i i opted for that so i get the benefit of the the uh, sorry about the clocks making noise uh the cost savings of going somewhere else uh but none of the risk associated with one of these kind of dicier spots. So uh, there was a pretty good spot in Mexico. Uh, looked pretty decent. Turkey, I'd never really strongly considered just because there were so many that are over over here uh, on this side of the planet. And, uh, and then the one in Bogota was the first one that my buddy sent to me and ended up having a stellar reputation for being uh, pretty innovative and having um, just really good results and good price point for what they do down there. So, hmm. um, yeah, basically it was like, uh, you know, I, I kind of just got that, that first link sent to me and it turned out that it just happened to be a really solid option. So, nice. uh, after, after I found a little bit of time to go get after it, that's, that's what I decided to do. So here we are. <laughs> I don't so know if that fully answers your question. But. No, yeah, it does. Well, and I was thinking, cause you started talking about, uh, Turkey and I just, immediately went to it's going to be a scam (laughs) they just you know like i can just see almost like sperm donors or something like people just like like hey we'll pay you 500 bucks and you just sit down in a chair and they're just taking random people's head just like pulling hairs out the back of their head and sticking them in yours (laughs) (laughs) you know you're, you're not that far from it either because it turns out and i didn't even realize that they could do this but there's some people that don't have enough hair on their head to to be able to move it around and mm-hmm. they'll pull it from your beard from your chest from i mean you know I, i'm assuming they could probably pull it from the rim if they really wanted to <laughs> <laughs> oh could you imagine just like chin hair growing out the top of your forehead <laughs> I, I asked him to just do me like a sketch like a mock-up of what that would look like just to- <laughs> Doctor, uh, I won't say her name, but she uh, she didn't have the same sense of humor as me. <laughs> no, not at all. I was gonna say because I know we talked about uh, this doc. Like, was it as advertised, or is she like a little bit more standoff? Was she pretty cool, or what? Everybody was was outstanding from the time I got there. So I didn't know a lot about Bogota, and and part of this was just because of what you know we all had going on uh, in life, and and <clears throat> I didn't have a lot of time to invest in researching like the the like the the touristy type side of going down there like visiting it as a country to me it was like i'm going in to do this transaction and get the hell out of here and uh as it turned out everybody in the country from the time i showed up to the time i left was incredibly gracious and kind um the um the language was not a huge issue. Most people at least know a little bit of English. And I had just a little bit of Spanish, uh, like just common phrases and stuff. And then with the help of Google Translate, I mean, from the time I was picked up at the airport, taken to the hotel, which was a, a beautiful hotel, uh, the, the drivers, the hotel staff, everybody at the clinic, were, they were just absolutely phenomenal people. Um, absolutely as advertised, if not better. 
So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, great experience beginning to end. Uh, very very comfortable, and it was basically a whole a whole package deal. And the idea was uh, you just you know give us some money, and I mean yeah, you're going to pay for it, but we're going to take care of everything beginning to end. And and that's pretty much how it was. Like I had lunch with them the day of the procedure. We're sitting there eating uh, some of the best like the traditional Colombian roasted chicken I've ever had, just hanging out with the people that are doing their thing down there. And uh, yeah, it could not be more genuine and, and kind. So that'd be funny if uh, as soon as you get off the plane, they just see that you're bald and they like, they're like, you know, you're going to the hair plug place, right? It's just down the street over here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what the biggest surprise about going down there was, and, and I, I knew that it was a higher altitude country, but I had no idea. They are 8,500 feet above sea level down there. So wow. That's insane, yeah. I I couldn't believe it. I mean, I got off the plane, my head was killing me, and I felt like, I mean, you know, I'm in pretty decent shape, and I was just winded the entire time just from existing there. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think. We did a uh, air show. I think, I want to say Swinger might have been on there. I know Pops was there. Um, and we, we just did like a flyby and flew, flew through, uh, Columbia and just seeing the mountain ranges, uh, like, you know, we were sitting there at, I think it was like 12,000 feet and they were like right there. You're just like, geez. Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I was going to say, uh, losing your hair, you're in good company on this podcast. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, yeah, so actually a year or two ago, somebody told me about the whole turkey thing. I didn't I didn't realize Columbia was uh, another hot spot for it. But yeah, they were saying like um they take care of everything, kinda like what you said. Was the whole package did it include plane tickets and all that? Or like that was is it... Yeah, that was like the only separate expense. So basically I had to figure out how to get down there, how to get back. And I had a little bit of alone time where I had to deal with like meals and stuff like that. So I, I flew actually American out of Miami. Um then that was that was definitely the right move because the next best option was spirit and if you made it then you had to wait 14 hours in the airport so oh, yeah, God, key, yeah if you made it <laughs> yeah, right um, yeah but yeah american flies down there which was also interesting because while it was an american flight the uh the cabin crew was bogota based which i thought was uh very interesting yeah that's fascinating i guess because i mean there's still it's just odd to me that it's American, not, uh, like the company American, and they still like they're based out of there. Because usually, like, the, like there's like two or three bases from my understanding. I'm still learning, trying to learn a lot about the airlines, um, but it's just that's that's fascinating. Yeah, I was really surprised because uh, they all of the cabin announcements and stuff like that were Spanish first, and then uh, and then they would usually hit English after that. The the Pilots were Americans, I think, out of Miami is where I think they were based. But the cabin crew was all Bogota and Spanish first for basically everybody on board, which was uh, it was uh, surprising and interesting. I, I I also felt like through this whole thing uh, going to Bogota, I was kind of able to move like relatively anonymously uh, through the city. So like I didn't I didn't I didn't wear a hat on my head or anything like that, and I did not give a shit. It didn't matter. I was just some <laughs> dude dude getting his shit taken care of. <laughs> What's the um uh, short summary, I guess, of the science? Because I was thinking like a couple of years ago, you know, everybody's kind of you know 
dealing with uh, baldness or something and maybe they would opt for that but i feel like nobody really sees it as a thing you know or like because it's like i was thinking we you know it's 2023 or 2021 at the time whatever it was and it's like you would think we would have the science to figure this out by now you know hair plugs are like replacing it so what's the i mean like short summary of it i guess so the short summary, and, and it's been super interesting because I've, I've like I've ended up researching this a ton and trying to understand uh, what causes it, how to remedy it, the different methods, and where the the science and technology is on it. And it's come a really long way. But basically, uh, hair loss is caused by a chemical called uh, dihydrotestosterone, and it is uh, my understanding is I think regular testosterone breaks down into a chemical that attacks the hairs in the top of your head. And so the ones in the top of your head are less resistant to DHT and the ones in the back of your head where they pull the, the donor from is more resistant. So um, over time, this chemical, it basically attacks the hairs in the top of your head and it shrinks them and then they fall out eventually over time. And certain people have different uh, susceptibility to DHT. And uh, so that's why there's a lot of different uh, presentations of baldness and stuff like that. <clears throat> so if you take something like, um, you know, finasteride, what that does is it blocks DHT so that it can't attack the, the follicles and cause them to shrink. So that's the only thing that will actually stop uh, baldness from getting worse, whereas uh, Rogaine increases the blood supply to hair follicles and causes the growth cycle of the hair follicle to uh, basically extend. So they they stay in that growth phase for longer because hair works in phases for whatever reason. Um, so that's basically why the, the baldness happens. Now, there's two ways of doing this that are like the accepted practice. There's F-U-T and F-U-E, uh, follicular unit extraction and follicular unit transplantation. So in FUE, which is the one that most people do, and that's the one that I did, they take a little circular, uh, it looks kind of like a Dremel Moto tool or a dentist drill or something like that. And they cut out the little follicle in the back of your head. Um, and it's like about a half a millimeter. So it's just teeny tiny. They'll do that as many times as they can. They'll take it out of the back of your head and then they'll take either a little, um, it's like a pin with a plunger or they can take a little knife and make a little hole and then stick the hair follicle out of the back of your head, the one that is resistant to DHT, and then they'll plug it in the front where it's basically fallen out. So um, it's really like it's a pretty simple, straightforward thing. It's like local anesthesia, a little bit of lidocaine under the skin. Some people, uh, some clinics will give you like uh, Xanax or something like that to, to chill out. Uh, and whatnot. And then they just basically do that. They took uh, 3,200 out of the back of my head and they put them all right back in the front. So they, they stabbed me 6,400 times with that thing. Jesus. Yeah. It's, but honestly, like it's, it's such a, it's a small, it's a small little needle and it's a small little machine. And with lidocaine in the right spots, I was basically hanging out watching YouTube and I, I started to fall asleep at one point. So, um, wow. it's, it's super basic. Then the, the other one, uh, the FUT, which is the old way, that one, that was pretty gruesome. I, I don't think I would consider doing that. They basically, they take the back of your head and they cut a strip out of it. It's like anywhere between a centimeter wide to a, a little bit more than that across the back of your head. And then they what? basically suture you back up. Yeah. And then they, they take that strip of skin and they dissect all the follicles out of it. And then they put them back in in the same way. But it's it's like rough so if you ever see somebody walking around with like a big linear scar from like ear to ear on the back of their head they probably had a hair transplant 
and did it the oh, other way. Oh, I think I have seen something like that shit. Yeah, uh, Joe Rogan did one. Did he? Huh. Yeah, if you look at the back of his head, he's got a, a super clear FUT scar on it. Oh, but what, so what happened with him? He, he probably just gave up. Uh, and, and, you know, that's the thing. Like, if you don't use finasteride or something like that, then your hair is going to keep on. Uh, basically, uh, it, it'll continue to, to fall out and the baldness will, will progress if you don't uh, if you don't remedy that. So that's probably what happened. I don't know. Uh, it's all speculation. But that's what that that's- is if you ever see it. That's a good transition, actually, to, like, what's the warranty on it? You know, like, are you good for life now? Like, so it's going to grow in in, what, month or two or something like that? And then um, you you should be good for life or what? Yeah, so, I mean, in theory, like, I I started uh, doing the finasteride thing about uh, five months ago. And some people have some pretty bad side effects with it. And honestly, it hasn't been really too much of an issue for me. Um, But as long as I do that... um, in theory, this shit should last indefinitely because basically you've already addressed the thing that was causing it to fall out in the first place. So if I stay on that, which, you know, you can you can buy the uh, you can get the pills for like three months worth is 10 bucks at Walmart pharmacy uh, without insurance. So Damn. that's pretty yeah, good. That, I would not have thought yeah. that you it's uh, I just get like a good RX and then go to the pharmacy or shop around in town and go to whatever place has the cheapest rate on that stuff. And if if I do that, um, they, they don't like you have to sign a, a basically a release or whatever, because like nothing's guaranteed. But reliability wise, this is like anywhere between about 97 and 100 percent reliable as far as the procedure itself working. And then it's just how do you manage it getting worse later? That's okay. Wild. And it's just a pill you said that you just have to take. Yep, it's uh, it's it's finasteride or uh, Propecia, I think, would be the, like the brain, uh, the brand name for it. Okay. And uh, and so that's, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty straightforward. There's some other stuff that you can do, but like that's that's the big one. Rogaine and uh, and Propecia together pretty much will solve m- most people's problems with it getting any worse. Yeah, I I found that really fascinating. You're, like when we were talking about it before, just like the success rate. And I think the thing you 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 said is you have to um, you have to keep with it. You have to maintain, just like working out. You know, you have to like whatever system it requires. You have to like stick to. You can't just be like, you know, fuck it, we ball, and then <laughs> do do nothing, right. and then all of a sudden, like a year later, like you're kind of starting to lose all the your all the things you gained. Um, is that kind of correct? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, people like to say, well, you know, all right, if I'm doing this, and it's a kind of a commitment for life, and I mean, yeah, maybe that's true, but I brush my teeth every day, and I don't bitch about that. So, <laughs> yeah, <true. laughs> I mean. Like, it's not a big deal to me. The other thing is uh, typically, and, and I, I don't know if this is an absolute consensus in the medical community, but they tend to say that that your like the majority of hair loss tends to kind of stabilize around 35 years old for most people. So it should be, you know, kind of looking like it's going to at that point. I don't know that I necessarily buy that 100 percent, but if you make it to your 30s and it, you know, and that's that should be pretty close to what you have. Of course, experience varies, but, um, yeah, I mean, to me, it's just like, yeah, just take a pill when I go to bed and I don't really think about it any more than that. So no big deal to me. Yeah, that's cool. 
I mean, I was even thinking like people that, you know, quote, keep their hair if they use like bad shampoo or something, they still lose some of it, you know, like over the the life of their or their life. So that's not too much of an inconvenience, of course. Um, I was going to ask, did you I don't know where you are in uh, your career, I guess, or whatever else. But did you do it like in between like a PCS or something? So you show up with like all hair and people don't know the difference or something. <laughs> my my uh, friend was the guy that told me about that turkey thing. <clears throat> He had like PCS to our squadron or I guess PCA, but um, he was talking about doing it like in between, you know, so he leaves his uh, one squadron bald and he shows up to his next squadron with a head full of hair. <laughs> it is. Dude, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because that is basically exactly how I planned it. Um, uh, except the only thing is like I won't have hair until probably this winter. Uh, it, it takes about three months. So. Uh, just uh, real quick, they after they put this stuff in your in your head, like after it's done, it'll grow pretty good for like two to three weeks, and you'll and it, you'll basically like see hair grow, and then um, just because of like the the trauma and the shock to your system of doing this thing, it all falls out, and then it starts to regenerate after about the third month. So that you go through like a uh, they call it the the ugly duckling phase or whatever from like weeks three until about week. 12 to 14 ish where it just all kind of sheds and then your old hair will kind of sort of come back so a lot of people end up looking a little bit worse than they did before this thing for just a couple months but i was like well i mean i look like shit to begin with so who cares i mean i'll just buzz my head and and it's fine which i did and it looks fine so um nobody's gonna like they'll probably know that I've clearly done something or that I've buzzed my head because it might still be a little bit pink or something like that. But, um, for the most part, um, yeah, basically we, we finished the thing that we were doing and then I had a month off. So I'm popping back into my civilian job for about a week and a half next week. And I'm going to go do that for a little bit, just make a couple bucks and, uh, go see New York in the summertime, uh, upstate where I used to live. And then, um, popping back down to work a little bit later this month. So, basically one month off and then I'm, I'm right back into hundred percent normal, normal stuff. And it's kind of graduated. Like you got to take it easy for about a week. And then after first week you can run second week, you can start to, you know, do a little bit of light, uh, weightlifting, stuff like that. Third week, you're pretty much back to normal. And then after 30 days, you could go damn, you could, you could slam your sister's head through a wall or, you know, <laughs> go out and get arrested, whatever you want to do. Um, <laughs> you're totally released at that point 30 days later so yeah uh i it's a quick side note you said you're going back to old job that's cool like it's good i bet it'll be good to see uh a lot of the the people you used to work with uh like and then now seeing it from this side of the story like the house not that you didn't already know but you kind of be like huh interesting yeah well the best part about the whole thing is going back and uh, i just didn't tell a lot of people that i'm coming back because they've been gone for well, almost two years, and then it's just going to be like, oh, well, Hogs here, or uh, Granny, my nickname at that job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to show up and be like, well, here I am, bitches. This is, uh, yeah. you know, I'm here to here to disrupt things for a little bit. Yeah, that'll be cool. We can get back in. Do you think? Do you feel like you'll have any kind of rust to you? I think I could do half the job with my eyes closed right now, and I, I haven't lost a step. And then the other half would probably take a little bit more work. Um, just because I, I did, I, I was more 
proficient in one aspect than the other because I liked it more. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, uh, I think uh, I think it'll probably be really easy to do half of it. I gotcha. That'll be cool. <laughs> probably be itching, dude. You think you're gonna um, <clears throat> get any civilian flying in and while you get a chance? I'm gonna try to. I still belong to the flying club. I was thinking I might go up there and do that, or we'd take my buddy's 172 out. I, I need to shoot him a text and see what he's doing, but I'm definitely gonna fly some while I'm there for sure. No, that's what I want to do. Anybody that's listening, uh, I, I lived in the Finger Lakes area up uh, up in Western New York, and it's just some of the best GA flying you could ever do anywhere. Between like Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester area, down to Ithaca, Finger Lakes, all that is just fucking incredible this time of year. So. That's amazing. It sounds awesome. I'm just, yeah. Yeah, I bet it's awesome. Um, I think you kind of talked about it, but the surgery in Bogota sounds pretty routine for them. And I know you said the 97% reliability thing. Does it ever happen to people where it doesn't catch on, you know, to their head or whatever, their body? Uh, and do they have like a guarantee policy or something like that? No guarantee policy. Um, I think uh, I've heard some very isolated incidents where uh, people will, I guess, um, reject grafts or something like that, but that's typically caused by an autoimmune disorder or something like that, uh, not because of anything with the surgery. Um, it's not a common enough occurrence to where I had any concerns for that, and I couldn't even really find any anecdotal evidence of of something going wrong. Most people that had issues, it's because they went to some kind of bootleg operation, you know, operating out of the back of like a Toyota camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say uh, like, like, you know, they got uh, people getting uh, tattoos in jail. At what point are they going to start doing hair transplants in jail? Get a little pink, get a little, how you doing there? Cut it back, pop something. <laughs> in the front, you know? like, how I mean, <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about it. I was like, shit, if I had enough time on a small enough melon baller, I could probably do this. <laughs> I could probably do this. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, some of the, I know there's, uh, I briefly looked at some other options just to kind of, you know, see what all was out there. And there was a place down in Tijuana that was like, yeah, we'll do it for 2500 bucks or it might have even been as little as like 1800 oh, or something shit. like that yeah and you start to look and it's like there's no actual surgeon doing it they're letting their their you know quote-unquote techs do the, the work and stuff yeah. uh that's yeah. a little dicey this operation they got three doctors um one of them went to the military institute of columbia and the other one went to troy university in alabama with it you know has a very very solid reputation uh, in the industry as being kind of a kind of a leader in this sort of thing but i mean it's basically one of those i've found that when you're looking around you totally get what you pay for if you see something that looks cheap and shitty it's probably going to make you look cheap and shitty yeah yeah you can't have that not especially you pay they, all that money yeah those guys seem to be pretty easy to avoid for the most part like you you can pretty much tell immediately what's going on yeah that's really cool i've always wanted to talk to somebody who did it because i think a lot of people want to do it um but they just got to take the leap you know as you kind of alluded to and yeah, yeah 100%. I mean, and since not a lot of people do it too it's like people don't have guidance with that so this might be good to uh get the news out you know 
hundred percent. Like if I didn't, if I didn't know, or if honestly Reddit was the the best, if you go to r slash hair transplants, you can learn <laughs> more. I swear to God, there's better information on Reddit about this stuff because there are so many dudes that are so passionate about uh, passing along information. And the other thing that was really cool is like, I, I felt like in the beginning, this whole thing was like a little bit goofy. Cause like, you know, I mean, you know, as a dude going to get like a cosmetic surgery, I was just like a little bit insecure about it. And then as soon as I started actually researching and talking to, to people and reading what was out there, everybody is just like gassing each other up about this. Like, bro, looks amazing. Really good result. Who do you go to? <laughs> you know? And it's like, everybody's just like cheering each other on. I had a freaking guy in, uh, in customs in Miami that was asking me questions. He's like, Oh really? Where'd you go? How much did you pay? That's awesome. Good luck. You know, have a good day. It was, it was wild. I, I was, I was really surprised at, at how supportive everybody is about it. So yeah, the biggest thing is like, if you have an interest in this sort of thing or any inclination, uh, that, that it's, it's something that you might want to do, man, you just gotta, just gotta, like you said, like take the leap and just get after it. It's, and it's not a big deal, really not a big deal at all. Well, now I know why girls are always gassing each other up. You know, it's like, Hey, it kind of feels kind of good. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it gets so annoying, but you're like, damn, I guess that shit does work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, okay, I, I got this. I'm just one guy out of, I don't know how many guys and we're all down here just trying to Im- improve our, our lives and, and, you know, feel a little bit better about what we got going on. So. Yeah, that's pretty sure. sick that's dope yeah i'm um, always supportive of that and some of the principles we have on the lap of luxuries we typically don't tell people what to do with their money and then also uh you get what you pay for type of thing and that's kind of what you're talking about you know um oh shit what was i gonna say oh yeah speed who's a guest on here every once in a while he always we always talk about how guys aren't very good at complimenting each other. So that's good that, you know, people are supportive of each other because we never really talk about that, which also might be the reason why, you know, people don't even know about this, you know, because maybe somebody has done it before, but didn't tell anybody about it, you know, so. Yeah, it's like, I mean, and, you know, I, I didn't know if we were going to be talking about this a lot on, on the, on this episode or not, but to me, like, I'm an open book and uh, I'm, I'm happy to, tell about any experience or wild shit I get myself into. Like if, for people that know me, this is like the most me thing that I could have done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you got, you're in good company because we pretty much tell just about it, just about everything. I'll say everything, but just about anything. Uh, no holds bar on here. Although we're, I feel like we're, we're, we've tamed from our original days, uh, what we were planning on making a podcast. I think we talked about this every few episodes. Um, we've kind of gone a, not a different direction, but we just probably just getting old and uh, matured. The, the yeah, probably matured. <laughs> like the savagery isn't quite the same uh, as when we were, I don't know, 25, 26, however long ago it was. Hey, that yeah. just means that the show can have a lot of depth to it and have a little bit of something for everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if uh, we have kids, I guess they was tell them to start an episode like forty or something like that. Don't look, <laughs> don't look don't, too deep. Don't do, don't listen to yeah those first ones. Nah, <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> uh, I got a story about spirit actually. Uh, oh, go for it. You guys brought up. I don't. I don't think I told this on the podcast. Long story short, um. I was going to Reno, uh, yeah, I believe it was, and to go to Lake Tahoe, but 
I got, of course, I fell into the trap. You know, I think I heard like I saw the the ticket prices were like crazy. This was like March time frame, so I guess uh, a lot of people wanted to go there for skiing and whatever else. But it was going to be like a thousand out of Kansas City, or maybe even more than that. So it was kind of mm-hmm. wild. But I saw Spirit was like three hundred bucks, which of course is a red flag in and of itself. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That is a Toyota in Tijuana, my friend. That's what that is. (laughs) But I couldn't tell if, uh, or I couldn't remember in the moment if uh, it was like Spirit or Silver were the bad ones, which turns out they're both bad. Uh, (laughs) But of course, this is kind of an interesting thing too. Is like, of course, so I do a quick like Google search, and the first things that come up, not from like Spirit's website or something, but like from somewhere else, maybe even Reddit, was like Spirit's still like pretty reliable i guess when they do go <laughs> that you know i guess you don't die or something you know wow they did, they did good with that the but yeah um but yeah it turns out i mean they i think they have a pretty bad i think they have a pretty bad track track record maybe they like get really delayed too but they still go so maybe that like helps them kind of pump up the numbers but anyway so i buy it and everything's good it seems like and then it's a few weeks out which is kind of uh, you know, you'll see in a second, but it's almost like a miracle, but also like really disappointing because so uh, let me remember. I think it was like the I was tr- getting there like the let's say the 13th and trying to come back the 19th. And so they changed my flight from the 19th to the 21st. Oh, just what? like, like yeah, straight two days. Like, hey, sorry. Two days. No, nope, sorry. Yeah. Here you go. And it, so it's like it's like amazing because it's like they know. They, so they basically said they had no plane. And I was like. It's kind of amazing that they can track it out that far, but also like, what the fuck? You also can't figure it out in that time frame, you know, because it's still like a few weeks out. Um, but that was like their solution. It wasn't even like the next, I mean, you know, like it wasn't delayed like a few hours or the next day. It was like two days. And I called them and that, like, that's all they had. They were just like, you know, um, uh, they couldn't figure out any solution. So that kind of fucked me. And then I ended up having to go with one of the, uh, uh earlier or sorry the airlines or prices that was i was originally even looking at to begin with so they basically just totally screwed me and then they did give me a (laughs) refund but it was one of those things where they you know initially kind of like are fighting it a little bit or aren't sure what i'm trying to get you know so they i think they're trying to you know let you get frustrated and then you don't you're like okay never mind whatever i'll just you know eat the cost but eventually i did get the refund so i guess that's good on them and then um, ended up going with the other airline, but then I look it up, you know, when this kind of stuff happens on Reddit or whatever else it was, and everybody's like, <laughs> I forget what it was. It was something along the lines of like everybody goes to Spirit once and then they never go again. <laughs> <laughs> like Spirit fucks them the first time and then they give up, you know, never fly it again. So, uh, and I yeah, can't that's... remember. There's some horror stories of just like waiting on the plane for like seven hours delayed or. Or like you know, waiting four hours and then they like cancel it or something like pretty often. So um, all that to say, just avoid spirit, as you know. <laughs> I think my my dad, I think he likes spirit. <clears throat> I don't know if he goes like on there ex- exclusively, but like you said, it's cheap flights. Uh, and if you don't have like anywhere to be like super time limited, then probably not that big of a deal. What uh, what were you going to in Tahoe for? I I think I've been a couple times and I always like it. It's a really cool place. Yeah, I was actually going for Lobo's bachelor party. Oh, okay. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. Um, 
And I guess we were supposed to go skiing, which I'm not too much of a skier, but let's just say we didn't do much skiing. So <laughs> did you, what did you guys do? Just hang out? Just drink? Yeah. And actually that was, if, um, if you guys remember or noticed like that part of the country just got like slammed by fucking snow. And of course that yes. city gets it all the time. Um, but it was like fucking crazy. We got an Airbnb and ah, man, I can't even, it's like, uh, it was like 10 to 15, maybe even 20 feet up of snow. And the driveway was just covered in basically the ice, like, you know, the thick compacted ice. Yeah. And yeah, they basically had to like, so like they told us a few days out, they were like, okay, you guys can <laughs> only enter through the garage. And this is kind of like <laughs> a pretty big, um, mansion, I guess you would call it or whatever else. But it's like, you know, it's got like a front door, back door, like side door, whatever else. Um, and yeah, we could only get into the garage because and we were like, what the fuck, you know? And then we go there and see it. And it's like, yeah, these guys are like barely surviving. I don't even know how they got the driveway dug out, but it was insane, man. I got some pictures of I could send you guys, but oh, geez. I don't know how people live there. That, that shit's fucking insane. See, it turns out Spirit just knew it was going to take you two extra days to dig <laughs> yeah. yourself out of that stuff. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine people. I mean, because uh, Tahoe I believe, like an hour from Reno, if I think I got that right. Um, so I could imagine, like, if you get a surprise snowstorm over the night or something, and you're trying to go to the airport that morning, it could be a fucking disaster, you know? Yeah, that'd be wild. And, yeah. Um, who, who, all was, uh, who all was there? Uh, it was like uh, Regatta and that like kind of crew. Okay. And then me and then some people couldn't make it. A few guys we knew and then um, some of his friends that I didn't know. Sure. His dad I went too, actually, which I, I'm not, I never know about that play. I don't know. Yeah, play I guess. Dad coming, but I mean, yeah. he was cool, so. Well, that was like uh, uh, on a separate note, I guess kind of similar uh marie was talking about she's like oh like would you want to have your dad as your best man i'm like well my dad's my like i wouldn't say my fr like he's my friend but not like friend friend if that makes sense because he's still my dad but i was like yeah, i think that'd just be weird um but it, it's just kind of like the same boat you're just like eh, i'd rather just keep him my dad <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah however people want to play it but that i mean you know, not making be your best man, I guess it kind of saves a spot almost as how other people look at it too, of course. But yeah. Sure. <clears throat> On a uh, separate note, kind of going back to the roots of the podcast, talking about dating and whatnot. I was, uh, so drag, he's down in Wichita Falls and I was just down there for a couple months and uh, hog drag is one of our buddies um, we used to fly with. But um, anyways, he's a, he's a instructor down there. So I, I went over to him and his wife's house for dinner and hung out with him. And she brought up a good point. Uh, tell me what you think about this. Uh, one, and she, she, here's what she says. One of the first questions you should ask when you start dating somebody is their credit score. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, what? But she made a good point because it it can mean a lot. It mean like first of all, like obviously financially, if they if they have a terrible credit score, you know, like that's probably not somebody you want to be like you know, linking up with, uh, unless there's like a very very good reason, um, like you know, it's like somebody tanked their credit score when they were a kid, or somebody stole their identity, or I don't know, something like that. But 
the reason she brought it up, she was like, because that means it shows somebody can, like, they're loyal, they stick to a plan, they, um, they're good with money, which is obviously a, a positive, uh, and they don't have, like, and also the fact that they'll, they're willing to, and open to tell you credit score, their credit score, excuse me, uh, they're, they're an open book and they'll talk about anything. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, I wouldn't have thought of that, but I thought it was a pretty good idea. What do you guys think about that? Bold move, Cotton. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's pretty aggressive out of the gate. I mean, I, right. I think log- logically it makes perfect sense. I mean, 100%. I, I think that that makes great sense across the board, uh, with the exception of it just seems like a weird social move. Yeah, that and that's what you have to balance it with because even though it makes sense and like if if you have somebody who's very logical, then you're like okay, cool. But if you you throw that out there on the first date with somebody who you potentially have like a good match with, if they're just not like feeling that, you're like who's this weirdo who's like cares about credit score? Like they're gonna try to take my money or what? Or, you know, or I don't know. Or, like, or, or it could it also has the risk of making you look very superficial, right? So it's like. Uh, how do you address it? Like, I don't know. What I would say also, it depends on what your objective is either. Cause like, if you're out looking for something, uh, something real, like uh, trying to find a legitimate relationship, that's, that's one thing I think it would probably make more sense in that context versus, you know, Hey, maybe you're trying to just, you know, get two or three glasses of red wine going. Cause I mean, she don't need to pay off Bloomingdale's to be able to hold on to something for two or three minutes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean that, you know, being crude, I'm, I'm not, I don't, I don't normally think like that, but at least in, in that context, uh, you know, I don't know. What's your, what's your, what's your end game? What are you going for? Cause yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think I, well, I always like the gusto factor, you know, so that's, I'm a big fan of that, but I think it's it's a funny uh, depiction or something of you having like a, a clipboard out with a piece of paper, you know, and asking their credit score. And they say, like, whatever, uh, 425. And you're like, ooh, sorry, I guess it would have been good. But <laughs> I remember we're going to talk to you again. You know? Yeah. You're like, oh, you got a pretty big hole to dig out of yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> or I mean, Listen, you're they... telling me <laughs> you're telling me that I burned all my Amex Uber cash for the month to meet with somebody who's got a 425 credit score. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I mean, dude. some people might be zero because some people never do the credit cards. I mean, especially, you know, being younger or whatever else, you know, they might not have had to buy a car or a house yet or something like that. So or like, yeah, even a credit card, you know, so uh, it could they could have no history, you know, which is, I guess, in their case, a big red flag for them. But, yeah, I think it, I think it's really good in the sense of uh, all the different facets, like she was saying. But then also, um I guess also, like she said, where it's like they're comfortable enough to say it, you know, but it's also kind of a, I think it's almost, it makes you look like you're trying to go for like a power couple, like you're about to take over the world, you know, yes, like also that kind of like you're like setting up a, what's it called when people get married, like two royal families or something like that. Yeah. Like, like they're trying like, to like make like a, mer- it's like a business merger. not Yeah. Like right. Yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's what I was thinking of. Like, it's almost like a business deal versus like a relationship, but yeah, I, I understand where she's coming from. I mean, you don't, you of course don't want to like inherit, like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars of debt or something from the no. other person, but you know, 
Yeah. That, that's you can always funny. address that later. It's not like you're going to fall in love in two seconds. I mean, I guess it's Yeah, possible. that's like, true. That's true. Um, well, and then that made me think of what you were talking about, the power couple thing. Uh, Maria likes to get on. She loves Twitter. Uh, she's always, she's like, can go into the depths of Twitter and find like these different conversations. And there is this one where the question was <clears throat> the, the lady, she wanted to, like the husband, they, they were talking about like, hey, uh, let's have a kid. And like, okay, cool. She's like, well, if we do, because she made like she she whatever I'm just gonna say she makes you know two hundred thousand dollars a year so she makes good money and the husband also makes good money. Her thing was though she said as the person who's going to be bearing this child for nine months since she's not going to be at work she wants to be compensated the same amount that she would have been paid for work since she's be going to be missing work. What are your thoughts on that? I think I missed the first part, but I think you only get paid for what you do, basically. So, like, in a sense. Like, so, like, she's saying she would, like, those nine months that she's carrying the child, she would be, like, she should be compensated because she's not going to be working, but she normally would have worked. And now, like, you know, because, you know, it's not like she's just doing nothing. She's got to make sure she's eating right. She's got to do this, that and the other. Um, she wants to be compensated for that. Basically, like if you were a surrogate, how like a surrogate would be paid. Um, but it's her own child. Yeah. Who's, sorry. who's doing the paying? Yeah. The, hu- the, the husband or the I don't know. I don't remember if the if they were married or if they were um I, I th- actually I want to say that they were not married, um, but the like the significant other would be doing the paying. Mm, I'm, I, I don't know. Uh, that that seems kind of nutty to me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. And like I was like, I get and like we, we weren't arguing. We were just kind of like talking back and forth about this. And I was like, I hear what she's trying to say, but. She's like it, this. Just sounds like it's a like a, a business transaction. Yeah, uh, I will cool. have a seed implanted in me, and for that, I will uh, be compensated appropriately at this rate with a two percent interest rate. And uh, that way, it's like it, it's like you're you're just going to be trapped with somebody who's we're not. They're acting like you're you're not making this decision together. It's a complete business transaction, and like the kid's just gonna be like, what are they gonna do when the kid gets older? And they're like, all right, uh, so you're taking like, are they, is she gonna tell the child like after like let's talk about after the child's born? Like, is he gonna have to keep on paying for her when he has to when she has to take care of the child? Um, is is the child is she gonna start charging the child as soon as he turns you know 12 years old or 14 years old and can start making money himself and like well uh i have to i had to raise you for 14 years and you owe me it turns out you owe me uh five hundred thousand three hundred and twenty two dollars like was I, this conversation sponsored by pullout.org or uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, with this lady that's probably what i would uh uh hope it would be sponsored by yeah, I, I was gonna, sorry go ahead i was gonna say uh along with asking you know a woman what their credit score is you should ask them how that scenario scenario sounds to them if they say the wrong <laughs> thing you run for your fucking life but yeah uh, but yeah i think i think it's too much of a business thing because like similarly 
if you whatever you know do the dishes that you get like i don't know two dollars for that or something like that you know yeah. then it's like then you can run down a rabbit hole of uh trouble go ahead hog yeah I, I wouldn't want to be involved with any woman that viewed everything uh so transactionary like that i mean for me growing up with my folks my my parents been married uh what 30 30 almost 30 years i guess they've always had joint bank account they've been on the same page with everything it's been like you know they they've been in this shit together from the beginning there was never any kind of transaction between the two of them over anything in my life that i can think of and i can't personally imagine living any other way like uh to to commit to to somebody or or uh, to commit to having a kid with somebody, man, it's it's we got to be in this thing together. And there's no you versus me or keeping tally or anything like that. Like I don't want to care about shit like that. That's just not that's not what a meaningful relationship looks like to me. So yeah, that's my I'd agree sense. with that. But that is a good um, thought experiment kind of thing because obviously they have to sacrifice a lot to. You know they can't eat certain stuff or do certain stuff whatever else so yeah well it's like i i think one if if somebody is like hey i can't do this so i need to be constantly like i think it would be kind of cool to like let's say if you're if your wife can't drink um because she's got a kid or you guys are having a kid and she's pregnant like you just do like kind of like a sympathetic like dry nine months or something like that that'd be kind of cool Hundred yeah, percent on board for that. That sounds cool. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that. But <laughs> <laughs> but be in uh, solidarity with them, basically. Yeah, or like I don't know, like that's that's just something that, and I know this is always the case where you don't really know. Like everybody has these grand ideals about how like it would be, but like you never know until like you're facing that. So. Like to have like all these grand plans and how you solve the problems of the world, but I guess as everybody says, who has kids, it's like ah, the world changes definitely once you have some little shit rats running around. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, Hog, what was your experience in Bogota? I know you said everybody was kind of nice, but one of my uh, a friend I actually or a guy I actually met at Lobo's bachelor party actually does. Um, I forget, I guess like contracting or something for in America, you know, like a business in America, but he lives in Bogota because the cost of living is so low. So I don't, I mean, he's probably up at like whatever, 2 a.m. and to like uh, 10 a.m. or something, their time maybe to be on the same working schedule. But he said it's awesome. So, I mean, do you, you felt safe and everything like that, of course, and it was easy to get around. I was a little bit leery of going down there because of some of the State Department travel advisories that had come out, but they were mostly focused on the Colombia-Venezuela border region and a couple of the other uh, a little bit more isolated departments in the country. Uh, Bogota itself felt pretty safe. I mean, you could tell that you were you were not in uh, you were not in North America. Like that was abundantly clear. Um, the, the whole vibe is different. The way people drive down there, the cars, transportation, everything, it, it feels like, okay, this is a very different place and I need to be, um, need to be much more vigilant, but at no point did I feel unsafe. I'm sure there, there are definitely, um, there are definitely sketchy areas of the city 
And uh, I, I didn't really have an opportunity to explore too much because I just kind of felt like shit after the after the second day. Um, and there's a couple things that you don't do that are like pretty common sense, street smart stuff like you uh, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't take your phone out and make a call out on a street because it's highly likely somebody might try to come by and grab it out of your hand or something like that. Um, as Americans, hmm. we, we wouldn't want to take like a public bus or a taxi or anything like that. So pretty much hired cars and, uh, you know, stay, stay in nice areas. But if you just stick to a couple really basic street smart type things, then it's, it's no problem. And it's incredibly cheap. Um, I was comparing some things. I ate like an absolute king for 20 bucks a day. I had stuff delivered to my room for pennies on the dollar a bottle of water in the hotel was 12 cents us um, 12 cents i had they have uh, an app that's almost like a uber eats or doordash or whatever and i i had to get some stuff from the pharmacy and um they have an option where you can click like your delivery speed and there's a select group of stores and stuff that are like quick service and they advertised 10 minutes or less. And I shit you not, from the time I clicked checkout to the time it was sitting at my hotel room door was less than 10 minutes. Unbelievable. Wow. That's fascinating. I would totally go back for tourism. Uh, I would say if you're going to go, if you're going to go back, uh, probably at least like I, I wouldn't go it alone and try to study some Spanish and stuff because it's pretty friendly to, to non-Spanish speakers, but you're in much better shape if. Uh, if you have a little bit or have somebody that knows what's going on, I, I use a lot of Google Translate and just like looking at like 50 helpful phrases for Spanish speaking countries or, you know, that sort of thing. And I was pretty adequately prepared for, for all that. But it would it would be better if I were going to spend a lot of time out and about to, to have at least another person. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And this guy, uh, he mentioned, you know, in, in the U.S., if you have like a big night out it might be like 60 bucks or 100 bucks you know drinking and then he said like in bogota it was like 10 bucks tops <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i mean the, the meals that i got at the hotel which this is a hotel that caters a lot to to english speakers and i think they kind of know that the exchange rate is is pretty favorable for us so i'm sure the prices were inflated a little bit but um even with tip i i didn't pay more than 13 bucks for a meal and i got dessert with with that one so like 10 bucks wow. would have been a lot to spend on really good quality stuff. Um, I, I was really, really impressed. Although interestingly enough, that doesn't apply to all consumer goods. Cause I was just like pricing against some other, other basic stuff and like food and entertainment, leisure activities, tourism type things, incredibly cheap. But if you're going to get um, gasoline is a ton. And uh, I looked at, I think, um, like a certain kind of coffee pot that I was interested in and a pair of Ray-Bans and the Ray-Bans were like 250 bucks when I could normally get them here for like a buck 40. So, um, yeah, it just kind of depends on what you're looking for. Yeah, that's very cool. Did they, did they sell gas by the liter or was it by a gallon down there? It was by the gallon. Okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. I don't, I don't want to bullshit you because I don't remember exactly what it was, but in, in pesos, it was, it's, it's thousands of pesos to us dollar. So let's see here. Um, I'm just punching this in the converter real quick. Um, so 
five. Yeah. Well, like I said, that bottle of water was 500 Colombian pesos and that equates to 12 cents. And I want to <laughs> say, I want to say, I think a, a, a gallon of gas was something like 21,000 pesos, which equates to about five bucks a gallon. Damn. Everybody drives like tiny little cars too. Like there are a bunch of Renaults and small Chevys and uh, Peugeots and stuff like that. All manual transmission, tiny economy cars. And I've never seen so many motorcycles in my life. <laughs> yeah, I guess if uh, I guess that makes sense if it's uh, uh, you're trying to be more fuel efficient. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely fuel minded down there. And I'm guessing the city's pretty dense. Like it's uh, everything's pretty close together, like crammed together. Very close, and there's eight million people there. <laughs> oh, wow! Shit. In one city. Yep, it's it's remarkable. It's right in the in the it's in the mountains, and then there's more mountains around it too. So the scenery is it's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, yeah, nice. I would totally go back, hundred percent. Oh, nice. Great coffee. Uh, Oh Beautiful yeah, shit! I didn't think about that. I didn't think about the coffee. Okay. Damn. And I know uh, Hall. He's you he like your coffee. I, I couldn't remember. Are you a coffee connoisseur there, Port? I remember. Yeah, uh, d- uh, did the Doc wear off on you getting getting you like, <laughs> a coffee you know, shop? Maybe uh, subconsciously, but I'm actually drinking some espresso right now. I oh, I mean wow. I enjoy, enjoy late it. night. Yeah, I know. I know. I might uh, regret it, but um, yeah, I enjoy it for the, I guess, energy boosting, but also the taste just black. So mm. uh, I got one more thing. Um, yeah, maybe relatively quick, but so a couple months ago, I was getting some sharp chest pains, but you know, everything's okay now, but uh it took me that long to so i i went to like urgent care and they did like ekg kind of figured some stuff out and it took like two months to get a cardiologist so i just recently got one and they put a a heart rate monitor on me just to see um kind of if they can catch anything going on you know Mm -hmm. and it's kind of interesting because so i had to tell some people about it um and some people like our age group like similar things happen to them and you know everything turned out fine I mean, it, you know it depends case to case of course some people had to go on like uh some medication because cholesterol's you know kind of maybe related to it or something like that um but then the fu- <laughs> i don't know if this is really funny but it's funny to me that you know like some of the 50 and six year old guys that i work with you know they're uh-huh. like they're like relating to me but they're not <laughs> They're not mentioning that our difference in age, you know, uh-huh. so it's like it's like we're seeing the same doctors and stuff like that. But <laughs> it's almost like a Seinfeld or like Curb Your Enthusiasm. Where I just want to be like, OK, you know, acknowledge the fact that we're like 30 years apart. You know? <laughs> like, oh, because they're like, oh, this is no big deal. Yeah, this happens to guys at our age. And like, yeah. At 30 years old, this does not happen. <laughs> they were like asking questions that I answered. They're like, yeah, same thing to me, same thing to me. So. Uh, good, good luck with everything i'm like what the fuck you know uh well yeah i'm wearing it for a couple weeks and i guess they're just uh, they like download the information afterward to i guess it's reading the heart and all that type of stuff to see if there's anything going on but uh yeah i think everything will be fine but it's just a funny thing or if somebody else is dealing with it type of thing you know so so do you have to wear it all the time yeah for two weeks um some of the guy, the older guys, uh, it seemed like specifically would have to do it for longer, like a month. Hmm. Um, so they're, I mean, they're just trying to catch something. 
So obviously, who knows when it's going to happen, but it's just like sticks to your chest. Some people get it. Oh, it's not like a strap or something? No. Oh, that would actually be a lot easier because I, I did like a volleyball tournament, of course, you know, sweating and like jumping around kind of made it like fall off. So you can get like medical tape or whatever else to secure it better. Um, <laughs> They're oh, like, oh, what was this on uh, <laughs> yeah. 17th at, you know, 532 uh, p.m.? Huh? Yeah. You, what, kind, what are you doing here? Volleyball <laughs> like, guys. Yeah. And uh, some guys like one guy was talking about he got he like randomly would get like heart flutters or whatever it's called, where it just like really quickly beat for no reason. And they actually like put something in his chest. Um, I guess really, really small, but it like cured that or something like that. So some of the, I mean, obviously it's 2023. Some of the technology is amazing, but uh, some interesting things came out of it. Again, like it's that, and that's you know a lot of this podcast is about too. It's like talking about stuff that we wouldn't normally talk about, you know, which is awesome because it's like yeah. how, I, like I'm brought to the new <laughs> squadron, but still, how would I have known? Like I never would have talked about these kind of things with these people, and I was mm-hmm. I was kind of dealing with it maybe for a couple of months or whatever else. And I never would have thought to bring it up to anybody, you know, so yeah. it was good. Matt, I can just see Madison's with you and he's like, all right, like what's happening? You're like a new Taylor Swift album comes out and your heart's like, <laughs> and then like you see Madison, like for the first time in two weeks and like nothing changes. And you're like, what the hell? Uh, Fort. <laughs> yeah. Are you yeah I was... I'm going to Taylor Swift next Saturday. And uh, actually, I think I'll have it off by then, but it'll be funny if I get elevated levels. Then I'm sure I will. <laughs> uh, what were you going to say? And, and that's funny because that was literally the first thought that popped into my head when you said, what were you doing when uh, your heart jumped right there? I'm like, I probably just saw a good picture of Taylor Swift's new boob job. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not she looks fucking incredible. I'm, I'm a big fan. I have watched, I've listened to so much of her music and I've never had the volume turned on for any of it. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a huge fan. She's got that, uh, the hot praying mantis look going uh, just about it really, really does it for me. And, uh, yeah, I'd probably would, would fail a medical after watching enough of those videos. Well, poor to be uh, a Swift fan. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's funny that you. Uh, I never heard uh, "hot praying mantis" as a good way to describe it or uh, figure, you know. But yeah, we were talking about it recently, and I mean, it's you know the whole shit with the Ticketmaster stuff. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but just like the uh, dynamic pricing or whatever else. I mean, it's happening with other artists too. But yeah. you know, some tickets were like fucking twenty four thousand, and Jesus. I mean, it's kind of just crazy to think you know, like at the deeper level of like, you know, you're a parent and you're like kid wants to go see this, but it's like, I don't know, 400 even, or like $2,000 a ticket, you know? And it's like, you feel the pressure as a parent, you know, but you don't want to fucking pay that of course. But I think they're Congress or somebody's looking at it now, but that's just, just like insane. But, um, she's also making, I think, uh, like 13 million grossing, uh, a concert. And I think she's on what? Yeah, she's on par to have like the greatest or the highest grossing concert tour of all time. Um, but that's she's still got to pay people, of course, with that with like grossing, you know, but um, I'm sure she's still doing fine. So, yeah, yeah, that, that's like I mean, the numbers that I'm seeing come out of this thing are just remarkable. I mean, I, I don't think anybody else on the road can compete uh with with that sort of thing but i've also to your point there i've noticed a lot of issues with uh some of the 
live music events and stuff and getting tickets. And uh, so two, two things happened recently. I was trying to, I, I got tickets for me and my brother to go see the uh, Aerosmith farewell tour in Raleigh this fall. And, uh, and the black crows are the opener. It's my favorite band of all time. So of course, like, you know, it was just, it was just as much a thing for me as, you know, it's like his birthday, but I'm like, fuck it. We're going to see the band that I like, (laughs) but I was, I was trying to get the, I was trying to get the tickets and it would give you the option to select a set of two seats. And well, actually, let me backtrack that you would sign into like this ticket lobby to get on the wait list for your chance to get in line to select your ticket. So you sit there and you wait and the counter ticks down and then you're in the ticket thing and then they show you the map and it's like, OK, you can take your pick. But there's also like 500 other people that are trying to get groups of tickets together also. So they're incredibly expensive. And you, if you're lucky, then you can maybe grab a set of two. And then I kept adding the two tickets to the cart and then as soon as i would go to checkout it would say oh sorry somebody else has already uh claimed those and then they would lock it out because after you do it like five or ten times they think you're a robot so the whole process was just jacked up and the tickets were expensive but nothing like taylor swift tickets but you know being pretty remote from the stage for like 300 bucks um it was it was a very very suboptimal thing uh experience and then also i heard uh, tyler childers tickets in raleigh same thing except his deal was everything sold out and then the resale prices were insane so it was going to be like four to six hundred dollars for a ticket that normally would be 70 bucks and it's because people are going in and just buying huge swaths of tickets and reselling them for way more than retail and Mm -hmm. i i mean i'm a pretty free market guy but that's pretty jacked up in my book yeah i was gonna say ticketmaster is a good case of like basic capitalism gone awry you know <laughs> and uh i don't know if you guys know andrew schultz the comedian he's really good but he talked about it, i think specifically on the joe rogan podcast you can probably find like a youtube clip on it but talking specifically about Ticketmaster and how fucked up they are and all that type of stuff and i think he's like trying to avoid them and maybe art some artists will pick up on that as well uh, yeah, Theo Vaughn, same thing. He always uh, he's been saying that for a lot of his tickets lately. He's like, man, uh, you know, just just get it from, you know, we're sorry about the resale. There's nothing we can do about that, but this is the link to get the legit tickets at the actual price. So yeah, that's good. I think they're aware of it, but how do you how do you deal with that effectively? I don't know. Yeah, that's tough. And I mean, that also I think even Andrew Schultz was talking about, it, and I'm sure other people have too, like the even like Spotify and all that type of stuff. I mean, contracts in general, of course, with like artists are really shitty where they like get past, you know, uh, whatever, like 0.1% of the actual revenue of all that shit. Like I think Spotify, the artist ends up getting like, like three tenths of a cent or something for every stream. Whereas like the, uh, uh, what's it called? Like the record label probably gets, you know, the majority of the money, which is, you know, crazy, but hopefully that, you know, people get wiser about that and fix it for the future or sign, you know, good contracts. Cause I'm sure it's tough in the moment when you, you know, get like a big record label deal to just sign it right away. And people are probably young too at the time, but anyway. Yeah. It's tough cause record labels are dead and all the money is going on the road. And then you've got all these other people that have figured out, okay, well, if the money's on the road, then how are we going to get a piece of that? And all it does is ends up passing that cost on to your consumer. So we all get screwed. Yeah. Yeah. It goes. yeah. That's the rule. We get screwed. So, um, yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I got. We'll probably run time. Right. So yeah, we're about at the end of the 
the hour a little over, but we're good. Anything else uh, you that's been uh, tickling your fancy there, Hog, or uh, <laughs> something that's been on your much. mind? Don't tell us too much. I, well, I still have a decent amount of <laughs> left here, so I think I'm probably going to fly my drone over the neighbor's house and look at him because I don't like him. Um, <laughs> that's that's probably my plan. That guy's a fucking asshole, so I'm just going to fly up to about 300 feet and look at him. What's he, <laughs> what's he doing? Existing. Oh. <laughs> guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> now he likes to uh, he likes to shoot high powered rifles in Tannerite late at night, so uh, we we don't, uh, we don't particularly care for him. But oh shit, yeah, that dude's a prick. Get the shotgun out, start shooting your drone. Oh god, well I you know I don't know he he I I don't really see him outside a whole lot lately when I'm when I'm flying so much. He usually will come out and get drunk later and cause problems, but we'll see uh probably just fly the drone around look at taylor swift videos for a little bit um <laughs> uh is it, anybody else noticed that the uh and not to fucking the cliche thing with the titanic sub that it it totally looks like a sperm <laughs> with the, I, I don't see a lot of people mentioning that well i mean obviously used to but the way they designed <laughs> the tail on that thing i'm like could you guys have like chosen a, a little bit less of a gay shape for it <laughs> i was gonna talk about that real quick like so i mean it's pretty obviously kind of horrible what happened but i mean it was a quick death right because oh well, know, that's what they say assuming dude. i, I know. don't know dude like i want to know like how it ex- like it, it imploded i guess right, right. Um, first of all i didn't know they were going like twenty thousand feet or however like dude i was like oh it's just like you know maybe they're going down like 900 feet maybe dude 20,000 feet is ridiculous i think titanic's at 13.5 okay sorry so i misspoke even though 10,000 10, feet like that's insane like even oh, though the, like the fact you're like a thousand because i think they say in the ocean i heard this a long time ago so it may be dated information or just i might have heard it incorrectly but they say a new atmosphere starts every 30 i think every 30 feet or 60 feet in the ocean so like the pressure that you got to be under is insane and they just stuck a little carbon fiber thing down there dude what are you doing no and that's like, many... that's kind of like i mean right. really we didn't we didn't see this coming i mean you're you're telling me that five people jumped in a fucking lego machine controlled by a ps2 controller and it was 3d printed with expired carbon fiber and y'all thought it was going to turn out just fine yeah like there's no like there's nothing and then okay here's the other thing they they said they're paying uh it, I, it was some some crazy price to go on there but like to go like i can understand to go up to space to pay that much but you want to go down and see the titanic for that bro that's not no no dude no so yeah, twenty five thousand or two hundred fifty thousand dollars a person. Yeah, two that is dude, dude, why to go in the ocean? No, <laughs> and and then that's the thing. They weren't even comfortable. They're just like sitting there, like the most ghetto thing to go down there. Like they could barely fit five people in there. And there's like a, a porthole that's you know I think it it, it might have been like two feet by two feet, or it might have sorry, it'd been like two feet in diameter. Um, Dude, some stupid. And then all of a sudden, they just hear like probably like, 
little creaking, like, what the fuck is that? And then they just get smushed. Yeah, I, I mean, shit. 250000 bucks for that shit when you could sit on your couch and see Kate Winslet's tit come out for free. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Probably specific, but, uh, yeah. the uh, It's kind of crazy that... Um, so I looked it up. I don't know how accurate this is. And also, I think I'll get flagged for looking this up. But the PSI that to kill a human is like 45 PSI. And I believe it was like 6,000 PSI down there or something. Like, that's fucking, I mean, yeah. So I, I would hope it would be done in an instant, you know. But that's, I mean, that's, that's what they say. That's fucking know. scary to begin with, even, you know. But um, so that was their first trip. Was that like the the first journey like they haven't done one before, i don't think right? so i think they've been doing this for a little while and like that's why oh, people would raise okay. concerns because like they've been doing this for probably a couple of years and what i thought was crazy is the owner was taking him down there oh i thought he was still oh was it the owner this time too i it might have been no no i gotta look i'm Spewing yeah bullshit. yeah it was him uh stockton rush was he was the the guy running the show um and they had been doing this, I, I want to say since 2021, but they had had a couple other iterations of this sub. And uh, if I understand correctly, some of the other ones had experienced issues with uh, with structural fatigue and stuff like that. So it this is this was not a, a new thing. I mean, <laughs> the guy said it himself. He's like, we've we've broken some some rules in the engineering of this thing, but we think we've done it with good reason well it turns out you didn't dipshit uh, yeah i mean i guess i guess fuck around find out uh yeah i i don't this know was, i i get it this was another thing with um you know i i don't mean to like uh i don't know what it's called like spitting on their grave or something like looking back obviously it's easy to say but it's like i've also noticed with travel you know when you want to like go see something like in this case the titanic like it kind of Anytime you want, I feel like I want to see a landmark, I get there, you know, take all this trouble to get there, see it. And then I'm like, okay, it looks like the picture. And then I just leave, you know, <laughs> like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, so th- maybe that, maybe that's like a principle I'm try- trying to follow now. It's like, I shouldn't go somewhere to see a landmark or something. I should go to like be in this, you know, uh, culture or society or uh, environment, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. If there's some kind of, um, I guess if there's some kind of presentation with it, you know, or like, right. like let's say you're talking about like, you're going to go see Mount Rushmore, but then like you go and you talk about like the people who built it. And then uh, you talk about like everything that was going on and like you're in, you're being around those people or if you go to Machu Picchu or something and then you're like, in like you're seeing the culture and kind of going as that can experience. That's a whole nother thing than just going to look at something. And uh, then I was just thinking, not is slightly different than that, but how is this thing even be able to go down that far? Let's let's say it was structurally sound. The thing it, it's not like you can just drop a weight and go. It goes that far down the ocean. Like I, there there must have been some kind of science to go thirteen thousand feet below the water. I don't know. I I think I read that this the sled that this thing was mounted on actually had weights on it. And and again, I, I'm not absolutely sure, but I think it had weights on the uh, on the struts and the the sled. And when they got down there, I think they released the ballast or or something like that. I, okay. I believe that was the deal, but I could be wrong. 
So is it like on a rope or something? It just takes it down or what? No, it's just uh, it, it was battery powered with a couple uh, couple electric motors or something like that that would that would propel it. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the 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 buoyancy mechanism was, but yeah, I think just electric motors of some kind. Interesting. Yeah, and I will say it was you know of course sad and um, unfortunate, and then. Of course, James Cameron comes back and fucking flexes on everybody like, oh, I've seen it like 14 times or something like that. Like, God <laughs> damn, dude. You know. He's like, yeah, not impressive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I made a movie. I don't know. I mean, it, it, if that was your thing, like, if you're a big Titanic guy, then, uh, yeah, I, I get it. I I understand personally. I don't give a shit about the ocean, and I don't give a shit about space. I I got enough stuff that interests me right here at at sea level. Uh, so, or sea level including Bogota. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I, I get it. I, I'm I'm the kind of person like if I see a piece of let's say architecture or something like that, or a significant landmark or place uh, like a, a, store, a historic battlefield or or something like that i love to go to that place and just kind of put myself in the mindset of whatever event happened there everything from like the chrysler building to new york in new york to going to gettysburg and just comparing what i'm experiencing with the historical event that happened so like i get that Mm -hmm. part and i don't i don't fault them for that but i'm like i mean y'all y'all probably could have gone with a sub that didn't come out of a cracker jack box yeah Dude, I bet you there's some to it where they're like, well, we can't go to space off this, but we can go in the ocean. And I was like, okay, man, I I guess. Because I think what, is it a, uh, not Blue Origin, um, the... Virgin Galactic? Uh, I think Virgin Galactic, they, they sell seats for like 400000 or something like that, maybe more. To go to, to float in space for, or float in lower Earth orbit for couple minutes and then which that's also kind of sketchy to me too so yeah it seems like fake space yeah like like to me space is like the iss like whatever they're doing over there a couple hundred thousand feet that's like gay space (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it's not quite quite, yeah i I think you i think you'd let some other people or you know let us a few trials run before you go up there of course but not that i have uh, enough to lying around to you know take a shot at that of course but yeah i mean mean, people haven't been to the moon since 1972 so like maybe we should have nasa and the pros hit it up first yeah exactly uh that's that could send us on a whole nother thing because i know (laughs) your boy elon is out here tripping i just want to see him uh him and zuck with the cage match that's what i'm that's what i'm into (laughs) i I heard about that I got to believe Elon's like not just going in here blind because I know I mean, I didn't think of it initially, but I know Zuckerberg's like doing jujitsu and shit like that. So I wonder if Elon Musk has been trained to be a fucking secret agent this whole time or something Wait, like so that. What, what's happening? You didn't know they, were, they both agreed to fight. I think somebody like I, made. I saw something online like really briefly, but I was like, ah, oh, this is a joke. So whatever. Yeah, somebody, that's what I thought. Somebody made a joke or something, and then Elon, because, you know, he's, I mean, owns Twitter, but he's also big on there. I think he, like, randomly commented, like, um, whatever, like, I'll do it, or, or, like, I'll fight Zuck in a cage or something. And then Zuck uh, had an Instagram thing on there and, like, quoted that and said, you know, send me the location. And then they both agreed and are, like, are 
like 100% signed up or, you know, uh, want to do it apparently. And I think, you know, somebody, somebody had a funny meme uh, you guys probably saw it of like, uh, you know, that Spice Adams thing of uh, him like uh, rubbing his hands together behind the tree or something. Yeah. It's, like, it's like Dana White l- learning about the musk and uh, Zuck fight. You know? <laughs> and I think he jumped on that and he's like trying to sign them up for Vegas or something. But then I saw the Italian government wanted them to fight in the Coliseum. <laughs> I saw that too. Holy shit, that would be incredible. This I whole know. thing is I just you know, one of them has to die. I got it. <laughs> that probably probably may be better off now. Uh I got to think like Elon does not look like he's fight he's ready to fight anybody. Isn't his whole thing he's he's supposed to be smart and has, you know, like Asperger's, so he's just like, ah. I'm a smart guy. I'm not a. I'm not a fighter. That's why I'm doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, Zuckerberg's like been doing jujitsu for the last three years just so he can like prove he's not a robot. I think he's taking. Sorry, good. I think Elon's uh, Elon oscillates a lot. Like I think Elon's back into fighting weight. You know, Um, (laughs) he was looking pretty bad there for a while, but I think he's back. He did that a few times, along with the hair plugs, actually, to bring it full circle. Yeah, he's he had a great hair transplant, but he, that one beach picture from recently, the one that made yeah, it trans- hey, he was looking like Rosie O'Donnell. Good lord, <laughs> uh, I pretty, pretty rough. Yeah, he <laughs> like I a think, damn pale potato. See, this, <laughs> this is why I'm not sure if it's like real. I mean, I think they actually do not like each other. Elon doesn't like Zuck or whatever else because of all the data stealing or whatever. And so I hope Elon wins for that reason. But um, it seems like Elon's having fun with it. Like he posted that meme of himself, like, you know, looking pretty bad. And he's like, this is me training, eating like hamburgers a day or something like that. You know? <laughs> I just see this picture, dude. This he, this does not look like a real human. I know. He looks, looks like, like a like, bro, He looks like a fucking lobster <laughs> got shelled. Like he hasn't seen light? What is happening? Yeah. But, like, he's got a wide body. Like, he could be yoked up if he, like, actually tried. I know. Like, yeah. He's got, like, a thick like a, a, a thick core. He could be probably yoked. He's, well, a, that's, he's a pretty big guy, too, right? Tall? Or? Yeah. yeah, I think he's six-something. Um, yeah, sits on him. Holy shit. Uh, I think – so, <laughs> I, I mean, it would depend uh, – yeah, who knows if they're even going to do it, of course. You know, maybe it's all just bullshit, but – uh, I think Musk has like 30 pounds on him or something right now, or you know, a- average or something. So I don't know how they're gonna do that, but I mean, this is just wild. Like, what, what's going on around here, right? This probably would be the greatest thing to happen to them, <laughs> creating Facebook or Tesla or whatever. No, fighting to the death. And it starts I think the dude's trend. got a. I think he's got an awesome sense of humor about everything. I'm pulling for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anything else, boys? No, I think we actually uh, we actually hit the highlights there. That was good of the pop culture. Oh. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. Go ahead, go ahead. It's so silly. I mean, the uh, did you guys see the Titan uh, Marine? Um, is that what it was? The submarine? Uh, the article about that with the son of the CEO or whatever, like hitting up the OnlyFans star or something like that. 
Uh, no. I saw something briefly. Go ahead, though. Like, what happened? Uh, I got to find it. But it was just, like, the most wild headline you've ever seen in your entire fucking life, man. Like, it was like... Um, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it was, like, CEO of submarine, you know, like, a guy who's, like, struggling, like, fighting for his life, asks for date of, like, OnlyFans star... And she comes back with like, you know, like you're, you're, what are you doing? You know, asking me out when your father's like fighting for his life or something like that. And then like somehow uh, somebody like Cardi B or Nicki Minaj, I can't remember who, like found out about it too. And like started like yawning, you know, like uh, posting about it too. And it's just like, and then somebody, so like they captioned that headline. And then they said like, you know, the thing with like a million monkeys and a million typewriters. Mm-hmm. like could recreate Shakespeare or something if you give them like a million years or whatever it is. It's like a million monkeys could never recreate this in a million fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy that said his family would want him to be at the Blink-182 show, and he went. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, something like that. It was. Just... Oh, and he also, he also hit up an OnlyFans model. This is all like in the same news cycle. Yeah. It was the most wild thing I've ever seen in my entire life, and oh my gosh. Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it here. She, This girl, uh, Bria, I guess, says, can I sit on you? And he comments, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then goes to a Blink-182 show while while they're fucking getting unalived under, under the ocean. <laughs> God bless. Um, that's unbelievable. I guess that's what money will do for you. You can just yeah. don't, don't have to work. I was gonna say, talk about the typical like CEO son type, you know, like <laughs> yeah, just like fucking detached from real life, you know. But yeah. Uh, oh man, what a silly time. Yeah. All right, I think that's. It's, it's only gonna get worse. This is. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We're spiraling right. out of control. <laughs> well, it's a pleasure, boys. Um, I guess we'll call yeah. it anything. Close it out. Nope, uh, gents. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks, man. It was good. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.